Call sports all plays. Call sports all plays. Call sports all plays. We're making a place, we're talking the game, get you to the days We're high in the court, the dying in the lane Variety topics, living the same Authentication, sports information In the airways, taking the nation Sport all plays, they're working your faces Grace at the field, so tie the laces Call sports all plays Welcome back to episode 46 of He's on Fire podcast We... Have a lot to discuss. We already had a lot to discuss. I actually had to cancel some Arizona State content. Considering the news that broke, oh, what, two, three hours ago, that Chris Paul is going to be out six to eight weeks. We've already formulated a lot of what ifs backstage before we all came on. So we have a lot we want to share with you guys, a lot we want to get into. We have a friendly debate about who the GOAT is in uh, the NBA history. We're going to get into that as well, too. We have to touch on everything that has gone down with Kyler Murray, Steve Kime, and the Cardinals as well, too. We haven't touched on it at all. I haven't wanted to talk about it because, you know what, sometimes no news is good news. And just me not talking about it makes me feel better about the situation and how poorly that organization is handling. And then... I definitely do want to talk about Arizona State and the dumpster fire of a program that is being run over there. Uh, ASU baseball started 2-1 this weekend. Looking forward to more. Arizona State takes on UCLA tomorrow. Them boys are coming up. He's on Fire Podcast. Welcome back, y'all. Let's do this. And it is All-Star Weekend has come and gone. Thanks, Jay. Always appreciate the help. And with that, we always bring on the one, the only, Amit. How's it going, my man? Doing good, doing good. Did a a three-hour hike this afternoon. I'm just tired, but I'm ready to talk about this. Attaboy. Jay, what's going on, man? How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm sorry for all the listeners. Uh, like I, I'm a little under the weather, so if you hear me sniffle a couple times, my mistake. I'm trying to mute it as much as possible, but I'm pretty tired. I uh, drove up to Heber today, so like three hours uh, to there and three hours back. Made it a day trip, so that's been my whole day. So I'm just getting back, just getting ready to talk about this, boy. all of this stuff. So. And and for everybody listening out there, we're going to talk about everything CP3, the Suns, All-Star Weekend. Uh, we're going to get into everything that's going on with the Cardinals organization, the good, the bad, the ugly. And we're going to get into Arizona State as well. We have a lot coming up on the agenda. First and foremost, Chris Paul. 
came out about 20 ish minutes before the all-star game saying that he's going to be out six to eight weeks. I started doing a whole bunch of research on what it is. Everybody was Googling the same things and saw a lot of stuff that said, you know, it could be, you know, three to 12 weeks is what the injury was saying. Just rest, ice, wrap it, no surgery which is a very good thing. And then Flex also dropped some news saying that it's looking realistically like four to six weeks is what their original timetable was. And it's the same same uh, surgeon that operated on Drew Brees last year when he tore ligaments and all that, came back to throw a football in the NFL in five weeks. And it was similar to Russell Wilson, though Russell Wilson had a lot more that happened to him, and he came back within six weeks as well, too, if you guys remember that earlier yeah. this year. So they're saying four to six weeks. I want to remind everybody he got the MRI on Thursday, last Thursday. By the time we play again this Thursday, one week would have already passed. All right? So we're looking at three weeks of games that he's going to missing on the low end. If we're doing bad, I could see them coming out and maybe forcing the issue and trying to have him play. If they're doing good, maybe he'll rest a little longer. Uh, initial reaction for me before I get to you guys was pain. It was just, hello, darkness, my old friend. Six to eight weeks at that point. Okay, we don't know what it is. We don't know this. We don't know that. Is he going to be out for an extended time? Is it not going to heal correctly? Why is he always having these hand problems? I mean, let's face it. Chris Paul is old. He shouldn't have been playing top five minutes. He should have been resting that game against the Rockets. He should have been resting multiple games and probably playing, what, four to six minutes left overall. So I just I just went to the dark Arizona space, and I just knew that things were going to be bad. And then I went on Twitter. I started thinking rationally, and I'll get to those thoughts in a second. But, Amit, you first heard that when I texted you. What were your initial thoughts? And I'm sure you went on Twitter and ESPN or whatever after that. Yeah, I mean, I was like, okay, like that's pretty big news considering a lot of things, right? Like one, had they known this, because he met he had met with the doctor in LA on Thursday, I believe. Our last Thursday. game was Wednesday, correct. Yeah, so, so then he, and it made sense that he stayed, but I thought, you know, it could have been an opportunity where he could have just been there and then given that spot up to hopefully Mikhail Bridges or DeAndre Aiden to be a, get in the playoff, get into the all-star game, you know, or, or even somebody else, right? Like just give up your spot for somebody that deserves it if you can't play. Cause he only played what, like two minutes and he didn't right. do anything with his right well, hand at all. You know, you know why though, right? Just he officially got he officially got one assist and he was one assist shy from holding the all time record in the all star game for assists. Oh, that's what it was. OK, so he did the Steve Nash thing. OK, that's fine. So, I mean, I get that part. Did he get an assist, though? Uh, I saw that it did. I saw that he did. I I, I got a double check because the, the, the minutes that I saw, like uh, he made a pass to somebody in the corner. They bricked a three. Then he tried to shoot with the left hand and make a layup and he missed it. And then the quarter ended, but maybe he, I don't know. Anyways, it's fine. If he got an assist, that's great. Great. You know, he has the official so stat line said he did not know. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's got to come back. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That makes sense. I thought he stuck around because he was getting that uh, Kobe Bryant award, um, you know, and that's why he played. But I mean, I don't know. Like you can say that's selfish. I don't know. Like you, you can have your own thoughts on like why he sh even came out there with an injured hand to not even touch the ball with his right hand in that game, knowing that your hand is fucked up. Like, I don't know. Uh, so, so 
Yeah. I, so I just kept thinking about the depth of this team. I kept thinking about, okay, like we got, we got holiday now. So, you know, now we have a little bit more depth there. And then I, and then I started thinking about point book and then I was like, you know what? That's not a solution because we cannot mm-hmm. put Devin Booker in a position where he starts to get hurt. Cause we've seen it when he plays, uh, when he goes ham, his ham goes out, his hamstring goes out. Yeah. Like it, it's happened like at least twice. Right. So I just want to, I just don't want Devin Booker to, to take on a bigger workload. I want to see more out of Bridges, more out of Aiden, um, some of these other guys that have, have starting to evolve their game a little bit. Um, and then campaign, right? Like we know campaign, like this is his chance to really show, like I can be a starting point guard or at least a serviceable starting point guard in this league um, for a stretch, not like one game in the playoffs, which shouts to him, like it was a monster game, but still like, you know, we need to see it consistently from him because we haven't seen it this year. Um, and then the buyout market, right? Like Dragic is out there. Yeah, There's other guys was, out there. One minute yeah. later, everybody's retweeting that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just, it gives him a break. And honestly, the other thought I had about that was, I mean, Chris Paul is going to get hurt. Like the way he, just his size and the way he plays, meaning he's always kind of getting in the mix of things with, with other players. Not that he's like skying at the rim or anything like that. And, and we know like if playoff games are like two times a regular season game, like you're putting way much more exertion out there. You're putting yourself in positions that you normally wouldn't put yourself into. It's like the difference of like playing a pickup game versus like playing in like a, you know, a game that means something you're, you're going to try harder. So he's inevitably, I feel like there's always going to be some sort of injury that's going to happen to him in the playoffs. But the fact that we get two months where he doesn't have to, we don't have to worry about that. The probability of that is zero because he's not hurting is good. The other side of me was like, okay, if it's his right thumb. And I think part of the, um, this, uh, the recovery is that he cannot move it for like many weeks. So what is his shooting form going to look like? What is this passing going to look like? Remember in the playoffs, we saw some weird stuff with him man. some weird it's gonna, stuff. It's going to look so, like that, I think. So that's the part I'm like, is he going to be rusty? Like, I think we need, he needs to come back earlier so we can get, we can get him in the game shape. Cause you can't just go like, okay, one game in the playoffs or, you know, even, or one game in the regular season. And then, okay, I'm going to go on this playoff run. It's like, no, you need to, you need to like build yourself up to get to that point. So, you know, there's, I mean, ultimately I feel good because I think we have the depth and we have an MVP candidate. And honestly, I, if it, if it meant that Booker, didn't have to exert himself at that point and not win the MVP and the other players stepped up. I would rather have that than Booker exert himself to a point where he can, he can be a risk for injury and win the MVP. I have a lot of thoughts that I want to get to on that, but because I think you made a lot of very valid points that I think we need to touch on a little bit more for each one. But uh, JJ, you were driving and all that. I didn't see you hitting back on the group text i figured you were busy or something so where were you when you heard the chris paul news and what was your initial reaction uh, uh my mind was already kind of preset that he was going to uh, uh be out for you know uh some time uh but six to eight weeks i was like damn like 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 two full months like that that kind of hit a bit because like we're we're on pace to uh, you know, have one of the best you know, kind of just records in like league history and stuff. And just to be in that top five conversation was kind of nice. Uh, but I, I was thinking about it more on the drive. You know, uh, my girlfriend's passed out, you know, baby's asleep. And, you know, I'm thinking about it, listening to, 
sports radio and stuff, and they're talking about it. And this is an opportunity because uh, campaign and Shaman are coming back after the All-Star break. So this is an opportunity for uh, Shaman to actually show his worth uh, within this time as well because he had his best stretch when Booker was out. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah so uh, maybe this is an opportunity for him to, uh, you know, get his rhythm going, kind of take the opportunity because there's going to be less guard minutes and more kind of just more of a shooting threat on the outside. Uh, then can't campaign like we've been missing him like all season it feels like so uh, to have him right. back in the mix and him to grab his uh, f- uh, footing again you know it's it's really gonna be uh, big for us and what uh, like this injury could have come at a better time uh, you know it's in the middle of the season and plus uh, I, I forget where we ranked in scheduling for the first half of the season but we we're like top 10 in like hardest beginning schedules and now we're kind of like in the top 10 of the easiest schedules fifth, uh, five, fifth, yeah. fifth yeah. easiest by the way for the record yeah fifth easiest so this gives booker an opportunity to kind of find his footing and and make a push for the mvp if he wants to uh you know just to get some votes uh like the way narratives are going i don't think he's gonna win it even though if he you know scores like 35 and night, i don't think he's gonna get it uh but like uh like we've talked about how deep this team is uh, since like the beginning of the season. And this is our opportunity to show how good they are without, uh, you know, the point God directing everything, you know? So like, I, I I don't really want to see point book, but like, like I can point out a couple of games where uh, Booker did play the point and he actually played pretty good. I mean, it hasn't been a lot, but I'm not expecting that from him. So I just hope campaign comes back feels rejuvenated and then like what we've been seeing from Aaron holiday, I I've been loving what I've been seeing from him. So um, he, like he'll probably be in, uh, Oh, well, most likely he's going to be getting more minutes along with uh, Tory Craig stepping up as well. So, I mean, this is an opportunity for Cam Johnson to step up uh, DA to just have a field day. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's uh, everybody's game to step up uh, going forward. So like if we can continue this, uh, uh, you know, this winning nature. I like, I, I'm expecting, you know, some losses, at, like, you know, the next, you know, eight weeks, 10 weeks, whatever. Uh, I mean, I'm not too concerned about it, but like, as Suns fans, you know, we just got to be patient and just uh, be glad it's nothing serious. It's not like an ACL or MCL. You know, we just have to, right. you know, ro- roll the punches and stuff. Uh, like, uh, the Bucks just lost uh, one of their main shooters and then we just lost one of our main guys. So now it's just kind of a race to, uh, you know, to the finals at this point. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all team, I really need to say about that. This team can go 500, and they'll still have 60 wins, right? I mean, this yeah. team is still going to – like We can lose every go, game, and we can be in the play-in. Yeah, I mean, there's only like five or six games. I looked at the schedule that really matter. I think there's a Bucks game, a Warriors game, uh, yeah. you know, Clippers game. Like, there's a few games that, like, that actually matter. But the thing is, is that I think – it's really important that we still maintain the number one overall seed in the playoffs. I think that's the most important thing. Hmm. I'm less concerned about that and more concerned about being healthy. But at the same time, because we have six and a half game lead, losing that big of a lead, like I saw a tweet earlier, if we go 12 and 12, the Warriors have to go 18 and five to catch us. Right. Wow. I would be worried about a team that's going 18 and five and us going 12 and 12 and backing into the playoffs, just like the Cardinals. That's what I would be worried about. Now, different management, different coach, different, you know, everything about this team. It's not like the Cardinals. It's really not. 
but I mean, I'm not going to lie. You guys, this, this felt like JJ Watt, Deandre Hopkins. This is what yeah. it felt like. This is exactly what it felt like. Best team in the league with X amount of games to go. And it's yeah. just, it just figures. Yeah. I, Mike, nobody, nobody understands how he always gets hurt. <laughs> And he still played. But they did say if it was a playoff game, uh, he would be in there and he would be playing. So uh, before I give the rest of my thoughts, I want to share this real quick. I want to share my screen. Uh, Somebody tweeted this out. I haven't watched it yet, but it's a full two-minute clip of – Whoop! I don't think I uh, I didn't I didn't uh, share my audio. Hold on a second. Let me do it again. It's a full two-minute clip of Monty explaining kind of what they're going to be doing without Chris Paul. He's already – talk to coaches and everything like that. Uh, so let me share this real quick. Let's share audio. Boom, boom. I, I haven't seen this yet. I you hope haven't? he's not giving away too much. <laughs> so let me, uh, give me a thumbs up if you can hear audio. No. No? No. Hold on a second. Let me try to get this. I, I'm, re- I'm really curious to see what he says. So how about now? Can you hear that? No. Damn, I don't know why it's not sharing audio. I'll try to get it together so that you guys can can hear this. So here's my whole thing about Chris Paul being out and why I'm nervous as hell about it. One, campaign who hasn't played in however many days, weeks even at this point, has now be forced to be the point guard. If not, I don't want Alfred Payton or Aaron Holiday being the point guard. So now it forces a guy that hasn't played in a while to already get jumped up to the starting spot, which means he's not going to have any rhythm with the second team. And he already hasn't played with Tor- – well, he, he played with Torrey Craig last year, but he hasn't played with Aaron Holiday, and he hasn't played with Landry Shamit that much because they both have been injured on and off or Landry Shamit was starting. And he campaign hasn't played with JaVale McGee that much or Bismack Biombo if he has to play with him. Right. So now there's not that rhythm there. I get frustrated with that. I don't want to see point book either. Maybe in spurts. I think in spurts, it'll be a good thing. I can definitely help us. But when ISO book gets going, he's prone to turnovers. He's prone to prone to bad yeah. shots. That's when this happens. That's when he starts fouling on fast breaks and bad it's things like just happen. Fouls, he starts chirping to the refs, technical fouls, all that stuff. So I don't want to see a lot of point book. The big games against the Warriors, the Bucks, and all those, I really wanted to see how we matched up, but I don't know if we would have shown a lot these this second time around, kind of like the last game against the Lakers last year. I don't think we were going to see that anyways. But, I mean, we can use the excuse we're not healthy now, right? Are we allowed to use – when are we allowed to use that excuse? They've been using Jamal Murray's excuse for a year and a half. AD still going on and he's still injured. Wait till we get AD back. So can we use the Chris Paul excuse now? Yeah, for losing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, on the flip side, we need to really think about this. And this needs to be a point in Suns Nation, in my opinion. Dwayne Wade over the All-Star break uh, was talking about the Suns and Devin Booker. And he reminded everybody, Dwayne Wade, what his run was like when he ran his first title. Ahmet, you remember Dwayne Wade, his first title run? Of course. Was like course. 32 to 35 points a game. Yep. And was he, was, he was, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. I, I, and I don't remember that shit. So. <laughs> and he was unguardable. He was everywhere on the court. He was the best player every second out there. 
He said he's waiting for Booker to do that. You know what? I think this is the time. I think Devin Booker being in the All-Star game, seeing the top 75 greats going out there, seeing AI and Jordan and, and whoever else you want to throw out there, I think this might propel him even a little bit more to want to be better. No Chris Paul, six and a half game lead. What are Warriors fans saying right now? What are Lakers fans saying right now? Go into the comments. There's some pretty ugly things. Just It's Twitter, just like you would imagine. But I think this could be Devin Booker's moment right now. I really, really, really do. I don't think Monty is going to put him in a bad position like, like ISO book or point book too long. We've seen when guys go out, they just fill that space and they're still going their sticks for crying out loud. He was still trying to fill Cam Johnson's space, right? Uh, Landry Shamit tried to fill in for Booker's spot and he was in the same spots as Booker, right? So I don't think we're going to see something too crazy schematically from the Suns. I do think we're about to see a run of 35 plus point games like we've never seen before from Booker. And I think this could propel him to a top three MVP voting season. That's exciting. I mean, that, that would, I would love to see that. The only thing is with Dwayne Wade, when he went on that run, that guy got so many foul calls and we know Booker does not get foul calls. So that's the only concern is if he starts going crazy like that. I, but he's but I, th- I think we're going to see a different mindset too. I see a we're, different Booker this year than I have, you know, other years. I don't know if it's just you, because you guys system, agree, right? Like but... he doesn't get foul calls. No, like we, Oh, no, oh yeah, no, he doesn't. But I don't. I'm sorry. I, I let, let me rephrase. I don't think we're going to see the Booker that's going to complain and go down the court and then do stupid shit again. I think he's going to just going to have a different mindset about it. Yeah. I just I get that feeling now. The more that I think about it, and I think we're going to see. I, I don't even. We got to come up with a nickname for the Booker that we're about to see MVP book or I, I don't know. Any anybody book Bubble Booker 2.0 activated. There we go. Bubble Booker, Booker 2.0. I mean, Suns Jam Session, they call him BDB, Big Dick Book. I think we're about to see that <laughs> 2.0. Espo, Espo calls it Armani mode. Armani, Armani mode? mode. I, I think we're going to see Armani mode on spinners. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Jay, do you even know what spinners are now? Was that, are, are those? Uh, are, are you talking about the rims? Spinners? Yeah. There <laughs> yeah. he, he, he does. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's just Armani, my personal Armani opinion. Is, hold on, Fabio had a question. Armani is Devin's middle name, so his full his government is Devin Armani Booker. So that's why Espo goes on that. Yeah, you know, I mean, especially if Harden and Embiid struggle to coexist. I mean, Embiid's doing his thing, but I I just feel like what Devin Booker's about to do now Where's, is going to uh, be Embiid out of this world. In, it's going to be Booker. Charles Barkley esque Amit. I hope so. I hope so. The thing is, he's got to attack the rim more than what he's doing. If he's if he's going to do that, like he can't just settle for jump shots. He's got to go to the rim. I think he. And that's will. what goes into the foul calls and stuff. I mean, that's kind of like a big reason too. But he's never at the line. But no, then but that goes, goes to into rim, but call though. Like, but that goes into your point, Ahmed. If he does do that, are we worried about him getting injured then? Exactly. We have Mikhail to run in there. <laughs> we have Mikhail to run in there. So that when I first started thinking coherently, that's the first thing that came up. Uh, the next thing was Kobe and Shaq 2.0. Pause. 
points in the paint are going to be so important. Are we going to see DeAndre Aiden completely break out for 24 a game now too? Is that possible? I think it is. I hope I so. think it's very possible. Jay. Are, Jay, do you think we're going to get it to eight more? Are we going to see more DA? If there's any time to do it, now's the time, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, like, eight, it's proved countless times this season. I, yeah, he's missed a bunch of games this season. And like last season, you know, the openings are there. And we haven't been seeing Butterfinger Aiden a lot. So, like, just feeding the ball, dude. He's one, like top five center in the league. Like, Devin struggled. Uh, has always struggled with finding uh, DA just down in the post. I, I just hope, you know, like everyone can feed him, you know, because, you know, like when DA's played this season, he's been uh, pretty close to phenomenal uh, in most games. And especially that uh, that uh, Eastern Conference stretch when it was uh, the Bulls, Sixers, and Bucks, and all that within like four days. So, uh, and he played great in all those games. So uh, uh, I'm just expecting, you know, uh, just good basketball from everybody uh, like at this point. So like this is opportunity for Mikhail to make his like uh, yeah, making himself like an offensive scoring threat. You know, I feel like he's still not respected by other teams about his like offensive capability mm. and he could definitely make a push. You know, you, you guys notice anytime he gets the ball in the corners, he's always like, okay, if I, if I'm looking at the hoop right now, it's on this side, he's going to step this way. Like, do you guys see that the way he crosses yeah. over, he crosses over yeah. this way. Right. Yeah. So the he protects the ball and he always crosses over. Teams are starting to get in front of that now with Mikhail, by the way. I've noticed that a lot. Teams are starting to take that away. Right. So where whatever corner he's in, he's driving towards the free throw line, kind of a banana cut, but he always steps over that way. He never leads in with a foot that's closer to the free throw line. He always crosses over to protect the ball and go. Teams are getting that. And then he just found another way to score. So I completely agree with you to a point, but teams are starting to take him a little bit more serious. So I wonder how they're going to start guarding him too. But Amit, DeAndre Ayton, are we about to see a breakout performance in the next 24 games? God, that would be the dream scenario. The thing is, is that if you look at all his assists, um, they, they came from Chris Paul because Chris Paul could just find him, right? Like we know, like you just mentioned, Jay, like, Booker had so many years just problems just getting him the ball in the post or getting it on the pick and roll. So my concern with all the bigs is that that don't play with with uh, with CP3 is that there's going to be there. We're not going to see the best out of those guys, um, especially. I mean, think about Biombo when he came back, right? Like Chris Paul elevated him until like 17 and 0, <laughs> you know, with him on the court. Um, not that he played all his minutes with him, but he played enough of his minutes to get enough assists and uh, or enough alley oops and whatnot. So that's my concern a little bit. I, I, I feel a little bit better because I know that I know you mentioned that Cam and Javale didn't play together well, but their assist uh, combo was like one of the highest in the league per thirty six. So I like that. Um, but again, he comes to the starting lineup, so now we have to see that with Holiday. So that's where it's like okay, like you know that there's a little bit concerned so my concern is with the with with that but we honestly we got to go to Aiden in the post we got to we got to come up with some new plays that get him mismatches or get him just post touch where he can just do the jump hook and we don't have to see the little jab 15 footer not just like catching it like because everything broke down like we just got to set him up in the post you know run some different things and i'm sure monty's got some things in mind already to get him the ball in the post with with a mismatch or at least with some space 
so he can just go to the hook. Uh, I just saw a tweet that came out a few minutes ago from Cameron Cox from 12 News. Uh, Devin Booker and the Chris Paul injury. He'll be back when the games matter. I love yeah. that mindset. Yeah. That is a that is just a killer, killer mindset. I love that. Jay, I don't want to graze over the Mikhail Bridges point. I just had a point I wanted to make, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. For um, sure. I think the combination of Jay Crowder, Tory Craig, Wingstop, the four of them. I think we're about to see a next level defense as well, too. For sure. I, yeah. I, I really do. I think with campaign as well. I mean, campaign brings something different that Chris Paul does and that speed, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't have that. So maybe we can do something a little bit different. Throw in more wrinkles. This could give us Monty and us, the Suns fans, more of an opportunity to throw different types of wrinkles in as well, too. We've already been seeing it. I mean, Ahmet, you shouted out uh, Kevin. I uh, got for the four point play. Nash. I, yeah, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Gosh, I, I'm so sorry, Kevin Nash. Um, you pointed out the different things in his newsletter that they were already doing. So yeah. I think with a guy like Cameron Payne, you can do even more because of his quickness and his quick first step and his ability to finish to finish at the rim. Something Chris Paul doesn't do. Chris Paul don't finish. He doesn't do that anymore. Um. Yeah, but the thing right, is, is that I, I got to block the user put, there. You, Lord Almighty! When you put campaign in that position, though, we've seen it, right? Like where he just we're like, what are you doing, bro? Like just make the right <laughs> play. And that's my concern is that can he do that consistently as a starter for thirty eight to whatever minutes, right? Yes, because it's only a certain amount of time. It's not for a full season. So I think it just mentally like three weeks, I can do this for three weeks or four weeks. I can do this. Right. And having Aaron holiday and Alfred Payton as backup, I think definitely helps, but Cameron Payne in the bubble, Cameron Payne during playoffs, Cameron Payne in the playoffs when Chris Paul was out, we've seen it before. And I think our coaching and our uh, camaraderie or our team oneness, whatever you want to call it, I think just elevates everybody. Oh, and, and one more thing. Uh, yeah, well, with the speed thing, we're already like a top five team in pace uh, this season. So with campaign leading the charge, dude, like Wingstop, yeah. wing like, <laughs> yeah. like it's going to be crazy. It's it's going to be Tory Craig lob like against the Nuggets in the playoff sort of thing, you know. So I am campaign. If you watch this, when you drive in the paint and you're like, you know, you're like doing all that crazy dribbling and stuff like you usually draw two defenders towards you to double team you just throw it up da's right behind that guy you know so as soon as that other center starts looking at you pressing starts pressing up just throw it up he's right there yeah. he's there every time so did y'all see this did y'all see devin booker try to rip through on on chris paul and they were laughing <laughs> no i didn't see that that's funny. that was awesome hey roy that if you, was uh if you find that clip uh send it to me on twitter uh, i would like to see that that's funny I, I saw it on here earlier if i see it too i'll tag you in it that was that was awesome so all in all this could be a good thing just like it was a good thing when Aiden was up this gave a lot of other guys opportunities to rise up a little bit I think our whole team is going to because I think they see the opportunity they have in front of them. I really do. So now we're talking Mikhail, Cam, Jay Crowder, all these dudes just getting a little bit better and a little bit better. Cam Johnson has made some tough shots. 
shots that he didn't make two or three years ago, like hand in the face, still moving, fading away left or right, not just back. And he's hitting these shots. I just think these guys are going to be able to elevate it even more. Like the sense of urgency just gone up, right? Sense of urgency just went up. And that's what happens in these scenarios. So I'm bummed. I'm a little pissed. I'm angry at the sports gods. Why? But we do have a chance to come out of this better on the other side. And I'm not throwing the season away, boys. No way. No way. No, absolutely not. No way. The Warriors would have to go off like in the next like 20, 25 games. And we really have to shit the bed for us to really fumble this bag. So has anybody in the chat or you guys have any update on the Draymond Green injury? Does, does anybody know? I think he's still out for another two weeks. See, Elixity's on my level. That's what I'm talking about. Did you see that Draymond uh, told Booker he should have started? Really? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> he should have said that to Wiggins. He should have went to Wiggins and bro and been like, bro, it's like you should. You're not a starter, bro. Be blessed. Be, be be blessed, man. <laughs> Facts. Uh did you guys watch the All-Star game? I did. This is the first time yeah, I've watched it in I like eight it. years. I, I watched it. I thought Book had a good performance. He had a great alley oop with a finish on the left uh, with the left with the left hand. He had a couple threes in there. For taking 18 shots, I would have liked to hit hit a couple more. So his percentage wasn't where I thought it was or thought it should be. But I mean, I guess it was entertaining. I wasn't expecting any defense or anything. Steph Curry went absolutely crazy. He hasn't been able to do that all season, so I hope that this doesn't propel him <laughs> a little bit. But man, it was it was it was a fun fun game, I guess. The dunk contest, I don't even want to talk about. That was a waste of time. There was the better best dunk thing in the in the All Star yeah. game. Than there were, than hey, the, uh, who's that Knicks guy? Uh, two, uh, two Toppin. Uh, Obi. Toppin. Uh, Obi uh, yeah, he's actually really good. Uh, he was like the only good dunker out of that whole contest. He, but he had—I don't know if you've seen—he had an. Um, I think it was on Christmas Day actually. He had an under under the leg dunk, in-game dunk. Oh, really? Uh, that was sick. Like it was sick. Um, He—he's yeah. That 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 he's an in-game dunker. He's an in-game dunker. He's yeah. not, He's not one of these guys. Man, no, I, I need to find that clip. I would have lost it if I was in that arena watching that. Just yeah. in-game. Oh. Yeah, I so my my favorite one. I know everyone's going to say Aaron Gordon Levine. My favorite one will forever be probably Ahmet's too. Is Vince Carter in two thousand? Yep. I don't care franchise. what anybody says. Yeah. Uh, skills challenge uh, bees. Uh, I, like I applaud the, them for like trying to Cleveland do something did. different. Yeah, yeah I let I, cool. they try to do something different. That's okay. But like, come on, let's everybody's out here in the All Star games taking these shots from the logo. Let's see that contest. Let's see logo contest. All right. Let's do that yeah. one. I want to see that contest. Yeah. It's just lost its flair. I used to make a tradition every year during all-star weekend. I'm not going to work. I'm not going to do anything. I'll even watch the celebrity game. I can't even do that. Cause it's a bunch of B listers and C listers on the, in the celebrity game for crying out loud. Do you know what game I want to see in the all-star game? Like they can throw out the skills challenge. I want to see bump out. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's they, go. They pick 12 players, you know, they can be C, B, average, whatever. I don't care. I think it'll be funner with like, you know, like A tier uh, players in the league and then just playing bump out. I think that would be really fun. Honestly. Yeah. 
Knockout, bump out, yeah, same thing. I poison. I I completely agree. I would rather see that. There's so many more things you can do. Like, let's do a best pass league uh, or competition like they do in the NFL, except it has to be oh, behind yeah. your back, and you got like these. I don't know, machines going like this and you got to, you know, perfectly weave it in between tra- traffic behind your back. There's a lot more things they could do. Look at the skills challenge in the NHL skills challenge in the NHL is a lot of fun to it watch. If you guys don't yeah. do it hardest slap shot, you got to hit the targets on all the corners and X amount of pucks. That's a lot of fun. Um, one on one. Ah, there we go. All-star mascot. Yes. <laughs> Benny the Bull going crazy. <laughs> Let's go. I'm all about that. Who who can float it the highest in the paint with it going through the through the hoop? I don't know. There's so many more things that you can do. What they've done is just water it down. It's just a money making machine, and it's just boring. It's all about the three point contest. I want to see so Devin Booker and the Toronto up. Raptors mascot in a ring. Oh, player on mascot. That would be yes. funny as hell. He's dude. on fire. That's what I want. Absolutely. Dude, uh, do you remember when Robin Lopez had beef with like all the mascots, and it was kind of like a running joke? You remember that? Uh, yeah, he would like he would like knock them out, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like every mascot. Oh, the, <laughs> I think that would be so funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, screw my idea. Let's roll with yours. I want to see that. <laughs> I would rather see that. I would rather Dude. see two players on both ends. You can you can get one miss or something, and then do a free throw contest. Who can hit seventy? Who can hit eighty? I'd rather yeah. see that. Yeah, King well, of the, the Court. Is, there you go. The thing, yeah, King, King of the Court is cool. The thing is, is that even like, pig, the yeah, pig, horse, whatever. Like the thing is, like you see the best dunks because they're in-game dunks, right? And they're spontaneous. It's not like they're pre-planned. So you see, like we saw Rudy Gobert do a three sixty. Like there was just a that bunch was actually of pretty awesome, cool. Yeah, yeah it was, was cool because he went the other way. He didn't go the normal way. He went like the, the yeah. other way that people go. Um, so it's like, and, and then you see like the three point shooting, like Steph going off, like that's the three point contest in game. And then the skills challenge is there. Cause you see people trying to drop these dimes. Like Trey had one where he did like a behind the head sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just all those elements are there to make, like, you don't have to have those other things. Although I, I I'd always want to keep the three point contest. Cause that's just fun. But like, they got to make it. So people want to watch it because <laughs> it's just like Booker was the only one playing defense in the first quarter. <laughs> And then, and then oh, yeah, when Booker was, got the ball in the third quarter for the first time, Giannis randomly wants to play defense and steals it from Booker and goes to the other end. I was like, dude, what a bitch move. Like, that's the first time anybody's <laughs> tried to take it away. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things wrong with the All-Star game. So NBA All-Star game has come and gone. We've got how many games until our next pod next Sunday? So we are going to have three games by the next time we pod next week. Um, we'll do our Wednesday one, but we're not going to have any games. But we've got at OKC, home to New Orleans on Friday. So we got a back-to-back, and then we're home to Utah next Sunday. And Utah is going to be playing for something. They're going to have almost their full lineup. I, I, I honestly don't even care about the other games. It's so – every game is so important right now to get, what, an extra 13 to 15 wins. Like, just yeah. focus on the next game coming to you. So I just want to focus on OKC right now. How are you guys feeling about that game without Chris Paul? I mean, I'm sure the line's going to be, like, you know, minus 10 or higher for the Suns. Like, <laughs> there's just too much talent. Because if Booker just wants to drop 40, you know, good night. That's it. Um, you know, there is – Giddy's great. Shea's great. They have some talent on that team. We just don't know if it's 
you know, good stats, bad team. How does how does it fit together in a winning culture? Like, what's the actual core of that group? I love Lou Dort. I wish we had Lou Dort. I love that dude. Dort's but cool. um, you know, if we could somehow get him for Crowder, that'd be amazing. Um, but you know, I, I, I that's a win. That, that's an easy one. I love that we have such an easy schedule going in to the to the yeah. rest of the season. Uh, as that's of January, this injury could have come at a better time, man. So there's only like as five of games January 29th, Shy Gilgis Alexander has been out. Uh, February okay. 3rd, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. February 7th, Mike Muscala. Uh, Kenrick Williams, Ty Jerome, and Lugan Dort. Lugan's Dort are all day to day. So obviously, expect that to probably change coming up. Um, uh, who said it after tiger 25. Thanks for coming by. I haven't seen you in the chat yeah. before. Really, really appreciate you coming by. Hit the like button, share this out too. Um, they're going to come out hyped. I kind of think so. Yeah, I kind of think so. I mean, what better way than to come out against OKC and win by what? 26. Just blow them Is out. That, Just that's on the road or home. That, that one's on the road. And then we're, we're home for the next one, two, three, four games. Oh, beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I am bummed that that Miami Heat game, we're not going to have Chris Paul for that for that revenge game. But you know what? They didn't have Jimmy Butler and Bam and, and some other dudes. So so why not? But games like that, I wish you know they were full strength and we were full strength so we could see each other battle head to head. But we'll see, man. I, I don't even want to get into the New Orleans game. I don't even want to get into the jazz game. I'm just, I'm solely fo fo focused on OKC one at a time at this point. Right. That's the mindset. I mean, you just got to hope that they don't hit 23s or 20 plus threes like that. Cause that's like, you know, that's, that's pretty much. Like, lose. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how we'll lose. But I, I, I really think they're going to come out focused. I really think that they have an understanding now that like, okay, we don't have Chris Paul for a long period of time. We got to figure out how to win without him. Yep. You know? And so, so, you know, is that sense and, and of urgency? Yes. Sense of urgency goes up at the same time. We got to make sure that these guys play within themselves because then you don't mm. want to see, you know, Mikhail Bridges taking 20 shots a game. Oh. Um, you know, you don't want to see campaign do some crazy shit. Like you just, everybody's just got to play within themselves. The offense works. Let's just do that. If it doesn't work, give it to Booker. He'll close it out. Yep. Keep in mind. Summed it up perfectly. Yeah. Keep in mind the they're gonna be really double teaming Booker now and really throwing oh, the yeah. book at him. So Devin needs to be in his cookbook, and I think he will. Yeah. The cookbook. I like the cookbook. I like the <laughs> so all right. We're gonna move on to some Arizona Cardinals turmoil. Gosh. It only it only gets better. So you guys, thank you for coming out and watching. Thank you for being participants in the chat. We really appreciate that. Please like this and share this out, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, or anything like that, and catch us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Playlists, all that stuff. Leave us a good review. We really appreciate it. And if you so choose to, please donate at our Anchor website. Everything's in the description below. We appreciate you guys. Share this out so we can get more in here. So the Arizona King Cardinals. We haven't talked at all about Kyler Murray scrubbing everything during Pro Bowl weekend. There is an article that came out saying now that Kyler Murray went to the Pro Bowl and he was able to experience it with all these other players and everything and hearing from different people, you see pictures of him laughing with the Green Bay Packers coaching staff, that that changed him. Like he saw a taste of something else outside of Arizona and he wants that. 
But then Hollywood Brown, receiver from the Baltimore Ravens, just a few days ago, comes out and he's like, I'm going to retire from video games, agent, to play video games. Agent comes out and says no. And then, you know what he does? Hollywood Brown, he scrubs his Instagram and only has two photos on there. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out about C.D. Lamb wanting to play for the Cardinals, or maybe it's uh, K1 wanting C.D. Lamb to come to the Cardinals. So I'm honestly not 100% sure what the hell is going on. All I know is that he is a top third tier quarterback. He's in the top 33% quarterbacks in the NFL. Like period, end of discussion, he is. He could be number 13 or 12 for you. Or 11, I guess it would be 11, about 10, 11. But he's still that guy. And if you have a top tier quarterback, you can do things in the NFL. And so we need to pay him whatever he wants. We need to make him happy. And I think a lot of that's going to do with Cliff Kingsbury getting the boot next year because I, I don't know, JJ, I got to tell you, I can't wait for Sean Payton to become our coach next January, bro. <laughs> I'm already, I that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I, Sean Payton's going to be the coach of the Arizona Cardinals because Cliff Kingsbury isn't going to be able to get it done, just like I told you on our preview show at the beginning of the year. So Kyler Murray scrubbing, comes out with a weak-ass statement. This isn't what I'm about, even though you're the one that did all this and created the drama to begin with, right? So that's what K1 did. We still haven't heard anything from Cliff. We still haven't heard anything from Kyle or management, really. Everything's silent. So. JJ, what the is going on with the Arizona Cardinals, bro? Uh, so how I first took it when he scrubbed his Instagram, like the first thought that came to my head was uh, just um, like he's just unhappy with management and stuff. And I he definitely got all the blame for that loss that we had against the Rams. And that uh, I like, yeah, of course, he deserves partial blame. Like he, he played like shit. Like no one's going to say he played good, you know, but. Blame needs to be spread throughout the whole team. And a, a lot of Cardinals fans that I follow, that I, I've i unfollowed, you know, throughout the weeks and stuff, have been kind of going crazy with just blaming Kyler, this, that, and the third. You know, American flag has a profile picture saying all this crazy shit. You know, it's like it, it's it's gotten pretty crazy. You know, like Bidwell and Kyle have a reputation of kind of just throwing play, players under the bus, kind of like uh, for, like from the outside and like they haven't shown progression their whole their whole reign yeah we've had glimpses throughout the years but it's not it, like it hasn't been long it's been uh you know the short reigns and stuff and little glimpses in this franchise's history so like i took it as kyler's not happy with how how this team is being run and i think kyler wants uh, you know, certain things can change, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, kind went out and got JJ Watt and got Hopkins and put a nice offensive, you know, uh, package around Kyler, but we've had the same old line since Josh Rosen and Josh Rosen <laughs> was getting cooked. So like, like things, like things need to change on the, like on the old line front, uh, some things need to change in, uh, on the defensive side of things and cliff he's in the hot seat, man. Like, He's been in the hot seat since uh, like week twelve you know, with all with all this losing, all this, all of a sudden he can't coach and like he's he's acting like a pee wee coach on the side and now he can't just just close out games and stuff and I, like like Kyler's twenty four like he's young 
and he's expected to kind of flip a franchise around a losing franchise that's never really gone over that hump at all we just saw what the Bengals were able to do and th- this Cardinals team can do it if this Cardinals team was in the AFC this might be a different story but it, don't get it twisted yeah. with Cliff Kingsbury he's been on the hot seat since week 16 of last year or week 17 yeah. of last year and we're in the same exact position that we were last year to now 100%. So, like, this is going to be one of the most important off seasons, I think, in, you know, Cardinals history. Like, we have yes. a fr- we, we have a franchise QB that could really change this franchise around. He's kind of put us on the map just single-handedly alone, being labeled the next Russell Wilson that can act, uh, you know, that, that can manipulate uh, defenses to, like, not run what uh, they were originally going to run and, like, all this other stuff. And, like Kyler's just that guy, and you need to put the proper pieces around this guy. Make him happy, you know. And like it starts with the O line. Dude was getting blasted all all season long. <laughs> like I wouldn't be happy too. Joe Burrow had to put up with it, you know. LSU they didn't have the best O line either, so he's used to getting hit. So, um, but like I I'm still on the Kyler train. Like I, like if I was oh, yeah. time, if I was Bidwell. Make Kyler happy, pay, pay him the money, give him the pieces that he asked for. Maybe a Hollywood Brown, maybe a CD Lamb, you know, because I don't know AJ Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, get a true wide receiver to bear along DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, maybe keep Kirk, maybe not. Uh, we could probably roll with Antoine Wesley. I'm cool with that, honestly. Uh, but uh, th- there's a lot of stuff that needs to change, and you know, it's it starts with the integrity and the initiative and what like, like if Kime and Bidwell watch this, like really like think about you, the whole time you've been, uh, you know, in charge of this organization. Like we, we had the 2015 run, we had the 2008 run, and then we had our run last year and it was all the same outcome. You know, we weren't the best team in 2008. Uh, the, all those games kind of came down to the wire 2015. Uh, we had a good, second half that put us up top and we got clapped by the Panthers. Bruce Arians retires and then he decides to coach Brady. So that like, (laughs) and then uh, this season, like we had one of the most amazing starts I've seen from the Cardinals ever, uh, or just from an Arizona team ever. And then just to see a collapse like that, I've never seen a defensive coordinator and a head coach go from coaches of the year to being like basically fireable so like i'm I'm mad at just how this team is being ran right now um again i'm on the kyler train i'm on his side of things yeah he like he he doesn't talk about you know like you know his game inside uh like he doesn't talk about his game outside of uh you know like on social media and stuff he doesn't really talk about it like that and you know we we're only given what uh uh, you know, he puts out and with Chuck Harris, I don't know how credible he is, but he kind of sounded like a hater and all those tweets uh, that he put out and he kind of got blasted for it. And he tried to backtrack and double down and stuff. He he might be really credible. I have no idea, but it sounded like a place of hate. It sounded like uh, the Arizona Cardinals inside front office wanted to push some stuff out to kind of, uh, you know, like, you know, change the path and blame Kyler. Yeah. So yeah, it just seems a lot of camaraderie and fuckery. So that that's basically what it is before Amit, you get your uh, comment. And I want to 
piggyback off what B said right here. Do you guys think Cliff lost the team when he let the Oklahoma job rumor stay alive? No, I don't think he was ever going to go to no. go to Oklahoma, but I do think he lost his team and he just has a history of losing his team. And I said that like my very first podcast, I said that. Uh, remember Isaiah Simmons asked him if they were in it for the long run. I don't recall that situation. Do you guys no, I have no know what they're talking about? Bees, if you could uh, type something out in the comments again and illustrate your point a little more, I'm very curious about that. That That's that's interesting. Amit, I don't know if you were able to hear everything that I said about Hollywood Brown and CeeDee Lamb yeah, and did. everything that's going on. Yeah. We haven't talked at all on this podcast. I, know. I haven't talked to you about it. I we haven't wanted to talk about it. So because it, I'm, I'm going to give you the you mic. know why we don't want to talk about it. So let me say the first thing. Sources say. What the what the what does that mean? What are we saying? Sources say. Sources, sources say. say. Sources say <laughs> Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle. Where did he play last year? Sources say Aaron uh, Rodgers doesn't want to play with the the Packers. Where did sources say there was a loud argument the day after the loss and there was like doors being slammed and everything. And then a bunch yeah. of rumors came out. Sources say that never happened. Just because you have a blue check doesn't mean anything, dude. The guy like Honestly, that no. would have to be the most nuclear, passive, aggressive thing to be like, oh, I'm just going to scrub my Twitter. There's a lot of stuff that these players do to create brands. And, and there's a whole K1 brand that he's developing or he's been developing. In fact, Lisa somehow is attached to that. I don't even know how that happened. But um, the guy yeah, that I don't likes know. to touch his Twitter followers late night. Ew. I mean, <laughs> something's going on. So, I mean, either way, like, I'm just like, first of all, when I heard all this stuff, I'm like, I don't even, because uh, I was trying to find an actual source. A yeah. Player, a coach, someone in the front office, not just like JJ like, Watt made fun of it. I don't know if you saw that. Who? Yeah, that's that right. Watt? He, did. he made a yeah. video. JJ Watt did the yeah. whole dinner thing. He's like, maybe he's at dinner. I mean, I think that's where we're at. And I think <laughs> he's trying totally to address it is even is even dumber. Cause it's like, why would I address the most you know foolish thing out there? Like I don't I don't need to talk about something. So here's the thing. Like, yeah, we we you know we know we we have a feeling about the coaching staff, we have a feeling about the players. I really I hundred percent in my heart feel like this season, if DeAndre Hopkins stays healthy, we have an entirely different outcome. Um, I think he was the difference maker from everybody else. Now, watching the Super Bowl, watching the playoffs, I do think that we needed something from Chandler Jones or JJ. Like we need a pass rushing person like an Aaron Donald that can just change the game. Cause that that's a missing point. Cause we have at every other level, we have players that can make those plays. But when it comes to the defensive line, we didn't have that guy, whether it was uh, like, I mean, where did golden go? Like he completely fell off the map. Like, I mean, all these guys fell off. So, like, where's the pass rush? And, uh, you know, and we had a lot of injuries. Are you, are you blaming stuff. the players or are you going a step farther and blaming coaches? Because that's where I'm at. Start uh, from no, up top. I, I mean, if you don't have the right players, right? If you don't have the players that can play your system, that's part of it. Yes, the coaches are at fault because Vance Joseph, I don't know what happened to the defense because we we went 10 and 2 with injuries, with injuries, without Kyler even playing, what, three games, I believe? Um, JJ Watt missed basically the entire like almost season from like week so, seven on. Yeah. So it's not like, like, like week eight, like we still had a top five defense. Like what happened after that? You know what I mean? Um, I guess I understand the secondary had a bunch of injuries and things, and then that compromised some of the other things that they could do. But like what happened to Marcus Golden? Like what Devon happened? Kennard. Zach, what Allen. happened to him? Phillips. 
more than one. Zach, like, give me one. Zach one Allen, yeah, another yeah. glass bitch that always gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't know what happened. Is it scheme? Is it, is it the players? I like, I, I don't know. Um, but I, you know, I, and even that, like, I'm just like, dude, all you have to do is pay this guy his money, and he's not going anywhere. Even if he wants to go somewhere, he can't go anywhere. So just pay Kyler. We'll be fine. Um, like you said, and I like the idea of bringing in in Sean Payton um, because, or, or or we need to get an offensive coordinator. We already talked about that. Like we need somebody else on the offense, you know, pass passing coordinator, somebody, dude, somebody that can be there to be like, hey, you know what, Cliff? There's some other things we can do, or hey, that's not a good idea. Just somebody that can be a contradictory person, a contrarian, to make sure that we get the best plays. Uh, out of our offense, but again, I'm just going to come back to DeAndre Hopkins. He's a generational player. Like, like Fitz was, Fitz was different, right? Like, we, I mean, we all watch Fitz. Like, he was different, and and, it, and it, you have to kind of be a football fan to understand the things that he did on third down, the routes that he ran, the things that he did when he was blocking, um, the play that we show in, in the intro. Like, that's all. Like, he doesn't do that play all the time, but when the game is on the line. He finds a way to make the play to, to win the game. Hopkins he, is the same guy, but he even may more have dynamic. More yeah, he, he's more dynamic or has more talent or something. There's something different about Hopkins that it's that you didn't get out of the fifth. Man, I'm just I just got flashbacks of that incredible catch for a touchdown that he had against the Packers. And that's the play that he got hurt. When he yeah. just like stuttered, he like stopped and then like yeah. went for it. Like he's so dynamic. And and you're right. We I think I don't know if we beat the Rams. We might not have played the Rams. We might have had a home home field advantage. We won, might have won more home games. We probably would have won that Packers game for crying out loud. I mean, I mean the game that me and Jay went to, we threw an interception in the red zone, like the the first the first time down or something. And with DeAndre Hopkins, we were at there. the three-yard line, three-yard line, and we're passing it. Come on, Cliff. Someone needs to pull <laughs> up the advanced stats. When you throw a screen pass to DeAndre Hopkins, I feel like this, like when he played last season, it was either a first down or a touchdown. Like, yeah. But now we're doing screen so passes. Shifty. Like, yeah, AJ Green. Just, yeah, AJ Green. What is that? Like, that's a pick six or something else. Like, it's not even. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the ball goes out of bounds. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is shifty like Manu Ginobili was shifty. Manu's a Keep little going. bit taller. Going. So they were just as shifty. The way that the way that Manu could do his Euro step, the way he was able to go behind the back, step back and do things just like in traffic and just how he was able to go around reminds me of what DeAndre Hopkins does because neither of them are the fastest guy. Uh, DeAndre is obviously more athletic than Manu, but neither of them had bursting speed, right? But the way that they were able just to go around guys I have a better was comparison. incredible. Uh, Kyrie. Mm. No, I, I mean Shifty just like the way that he was able to do like a Euro step in traffic and get around people and whatnot. It's just the way DeAndre moved like that. It always reminded me because it almost felt like in slow motion when DeAndre yeah. was doing that yeah. stuff. The, the, Kyrie, then, the, the Kyrie comparison is good for like a running back. Like let's say 
like a Le'Veon Bell in his prime where he would just kind of like oh, be yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of there and just bust out. I'm trying to think of a current running back though. But yeah, I think he's more of like a running back in that case. Yeah. But because that, that play that he did against the Packers when he did the stop, let him go, then uh then he went yeah, forward. That's, that's, that's some Kyrie shit, you know. To me, it was just uh, it was baller. That was a it was yes. baller as hell. <laughs> That's all you can say. DeAndre Hopkins is a baller. And I did read some articles that DeAndre Hopkins is willing to restructure his deal to have more uh, free stuff this offseason. I'm interested to see how that comes up. But isn't it weird how we're the Super Bowl's over? It was it was a week ago now. We still haven't heard anything from this organization, Amit. Dude, you want to hear something funny? So um, so when the, when the Eagles beat the Patriots uh, 2018, so yeah. I had to go to South Jersey, right? Uh, Swedesboro. I, re- I remember the place I was at for work. And um, I went there at the beginning of March, early March. So it was like a month after the Super Bowl. You couldn't tell that the Super Bowl had ended. Like it was like Eagles everywhere, right? So I'm in LA. I go to work. A lot, Mind you, a lot of the people I worked with went to the Super Bowl. Um, we had an Aaron Donald cutout that they put out. In, in, in our lobby area, we had all, uh, uh, Matthew Stafford cut out. After Super Bowl, I didn't hear a single word about it. Not only that, I believe the Rams had a Super Bowl parade this week. Bro, we, yeah. No one came. The only reason I know is because of that chick that fell off the stage, right? But, yeah. But if you look Matt at the Stafford. crowd, if you look at the crowds <laughs> at those things, like. No, it looks dude, like no Trump's movie. inauguration. Yeah, nobody here cared <laughs> that they won. <laughs> nobody here cared. They would trade the Rams Super Bowl for a Lakers championship for a Dodgers oh, or World Dodgers Series. champion. Yeah, USC I mean, even. Probably. Not even they're yeah. they're fair weather at USC too. I mean, I mean, I, so the they only don't... thing I'll say is like, yeah, it's been like they've only been here for like what five years, but still, dude, yeah. they were here before. I mean, it's a national football thing. Like, dude, if the Cardinals got to the to the Super Bowl. Like dude. we know what it happens when the Cardinals go to the Super Bowl. We, dude, I mean, I'm flying down flipped. there. I'm getting blackout like, for days. I, I'm yeah. buying. I'm going bankrupt because I'm buying so many Cardinals stuff. If they win, Glendale will look he, like the Last of Us, bro. Schools like, will be shutting down. Schools yeah. will be shutting down. If the Suns win, oh, uh, dude, did you see the airport? Like after we yes. won the Western Conference yeah, Finals, yeah. bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had more people at the airport. Waiting for the Suns after their Western that, Conference Finals. Then that Rams parade. Then the Rams yeah. parade. Yeah, so it just it just kind of shows you. I mean, I I don't. I'm curious to see what the Rams are going to do next year. Everybody's talking about Sean McVay retiring and whatnot, or even Aaron Donald. I I don't think that's going to happen. But I don't think they're going to be that team that they are this year for sure. Especially especially with Odell Beckham going down for probably the whole year. He's probably not going to yeah. come back. I mean, every, I mean, it's just, it, this, this was one of those years. Like if you talk to anybody that watched it, like, this was just a, like a, like this was flash in the pan. That, what? Was it like yeah, a flash in the pan? Nobody wanted to see the Super Bowl. Nobody like, like, okay, maybe something interesting will happen and then nothing interesting happened. And it's like, okay, we'll never see the Bengals again until they improve their offensive line. That may take several years before they do that. The, the, <laughs> the Rams have zero draft picks. They have no way to improve their team. I mean, like they're they are what they are, right? So it's like yeah. everybody wants to see like uh you know the Chiefs versus 
you know, whoever the best team in the, in the NFC. Or the Bills, right? Or the Bills, yeah, correct. But One of those yeah. teams. I mean, who are we talking about next year? I mean, out of the NFC West, depending on what the Rams do, I don't think anybody – I mean, Whitworth is probably going to – retire their their star left tackle. Oh, yeah. that's going to be yeah. hard hard to get you know can you re-sign von miller you probably not uh aaron donald's going to do his thing um the stud cornerback jalen ramsey he's pre- he's obviously going to stay around their safety depth was shoddy at best what's their wide receiver room going to look like next year too there's a lot of question marks surrounding that team especially since they don't have any draft picks uh the niners are going to look good i think we're well, all scared no, about the niners they may not because because Garoppolo's gone. They're going to go to Trey Lance. So who knows what that looks like? I trust Shanahan. I got to be honest with you. Shanahan scares me more than any other coach right now in the NFC. I mean, their, their, their roster is probably the best constructed roster. Top to bottom, yeah. 100%, except for the quarter yeah. acquisition. Because yeah. Yeah. where it's like, you don't know. But what are they going to receive back? What kind of draft capital are they going to receive back from Garoppolo? Are they going to get a player that they can plug and play into their system right now too are they going to resign Mostert? can Mostert be healthy i mean they've got a lot of questions as well too so i can't wait to do an off-season edition coming up here couple weeks we're going to get uh, uh our guys on from uh, 49ers cutback with alex and probably ant as well too curious to see what they have to say i'm not i don't think anybody's here worried about the seahawks i'm not going to even get involved <laughs> with them but then you look at the other nfc teams the nfc north packers we don't know they got questions about the bucks anymore don't got to worry about the Bucks. So who's coming out of the, who's going to win the NFC South? Are the Fal- uh, can the Falcons come and do something? The Falcons were in the hunt. Hey Roy, you still here? A little bit. It might be your <laughs> year, bro. Falcons could. <laughs> I mean, the Panthers. If Christian McCaffrey is healthy, which he's like Anthony Davis, right? He can't yeah. stay healthy. What are they going to be able to do? Hold on, can I, let me say the, one thing. Roy. And and the Saints lost. What's his name? The they Sean lost Payton everything. Too. The coach and their the quarterback and Dude. and their running back is in trouble with the law now. Kamara after oh. what happened after the Pro Bowl two weeks yeah, ago in Vegas. Dude, yeah. if anybody says that Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Fame player, then we have to let in a we have to let in Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan is closer yeah. than than Matthew Stafford. Philip Rivers Palmer. is closer than Matthew Stafford. There's a lot of guys that we have to talk about. Before we talk about Matthew it's, Stafford, it's bro. It's just because he won the Super Bowl. It's recency bias. I know. That's I know. all it is. But you can't deny the fact that he's averaged over forty-two hundred yards for like twelve out of thirteen years. Yeah, but he's only a pro. I think he was an All Pro only like one time, his whole career. Not Pro Bowl, All Pro. But who whose he, fault was that he, though? Was that more the Detroit Lions or his fault? Well, he stayed. That's a good point. He stayed. I mean, shouldn't we be? celebrating that i mean he stayed with the team that drafted him isn't that what we want as sports fans to stay there are are we dinging him now for that i don't think we should well i I think we're comparing two different sports because if basketball like people just move right like you can just go they have player empowerment i don't think football players have that same player empowerment thing oh who's higher up on the echelon of greatness if you will damian lillard or matt stafford matt stafford Lillard (laughs) on a greatness scale. Lillard Stafford has the stats. Lillard, he's he hasn't done anything. Uh, He's got got a Super Bowl moments that are iconic. He's got some iconic playoff moments. Where's the ring? No ring. I I need a finals performance. I have even a ring. I just need a finals performance. 
I mean, that bubble run too. He had a bubble run where he was just putting points up like crazy. And I mean, the year before the bubble, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah. Well, which was which was happened? more than the than Stafford ever did at the Lions. <laughs> I'm not going to ding fact, him for being I mean, on the Lions, but, but I, you he, can't he ding him. Stay. Yeah, you can't ding him for that though, because I feel like if they had Indomitian Sue, Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, and Matt Stafford all in their primes, and you can throw in Johnny Morton too for those that know Detroit Lions football and Dre Bly, you could throw in all these guys in their prime, and the Lions would still find a way to come out eight and eight. Yeah. Yeah. So and Matt Patricia. <laughs> I, I, I would probably give it to Lillard. But to me, I think it's like this. I don't know if it's I don't know, man. That championship really boosted him. But let's see what he does next year, too. I don't yeah, think Cooper Cup's gonna have when the, he switched the season he did this year. What's that? I, I yeah, I think when like a like high caliber player like switches teams. In football, I don't think it's really that much of a big deal. You kind of see what they're doing. Like uh, after the 2015 run, I was in favor of Larry leaving, honestly, because he put in his time here. So like, might as well go play with a contender. Because in football, rejected. That that's probably the hardest chip you can win in professional sports in the U.S. At least is a Super Bowl. I would say Stanley Cup. I nah, still go NBA weird. Finals. I think I think the Super Bowl is kind of a random thing. Like, I mean, it's or just because of parity of the NFL, like you, I mean, the Bengals had a chance to win the Super Bowl. Like, uh, we're talking uh, about a team that, that, like, didn't did they? How many games they won the year before? Like one game or two games? Three, three, three. To well, five. like Burrow was out like the whole season. Like, yeah, he like week four broken leg. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. But I'm talking about the season before that. But when they got him, oh, before four. that, oh yeah, like, yeah, two. Yeah, I, I take that all back. I think an NCAA championship in basketball, going through a sixty-four team turn, sixty-eight team tournament. I, I might say that just with all the Cinderellas and all these, all these. I think that's the hardest, and I do think that's the most fun sporting event in America, for what it's worth. Which, what a great plug to to say that we're gonna have a uh, a bracket this year. So I hope everybody comes and joins the He's on Fire bracket. I've got a lot of people that are gonna join up over here. I hope you guys can get your significant others or some work buddies too to join in. I got some family that's gonna join in too. We're gonna have as big as possible of a pot uh, to come out and and play the uh, NCAA tournament bracket this year. It's gonna be fun this year. It's an interesting comp though, right? Stafford and uh, Dame. That's that is interesting. What? Watching a couple of days, like uh, fucking uh, Bleacher Report puts that up, that comparison. <laughs> ESPN skipping Stephen A. Go out, go battle for ten minutes. But but I mean, there's a lot of guys that didn't win that you you know Stafford isn't as good as like Dan Marino. Like that's no question. Dan Marino was a better. Oh, player facts. Than, I don't right? know much. About Are we Dan talking Marino about guys that I didn't win? I'm just saying, yeah, guy. Let's talk about guys that didn't win that are in the Hall of Fame. I'll take Stafford over Matt Ryan every day of the week and three times on Sunday. I, yeah, you take Stafford over Ryan. Big. I, time. I'll take Stafford over Ryan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that because if, like, they they choked? Is that why? Well, no, they both no. choked, but he's been way, Stafford's been so much more consistent with the worst team. Matt Stafford is more my ideal QB. I just in my head at least. Um. What what other what other quarterbacks? Can anybody in the chat or can you guys think of any other quarterbacks that haven't won a ring? Like Boomer, Boomer Sison. Jay, you're not gonna know who that is. Boomer I'll Sison. Take, I think I'll take staff, but that's just because I watched the end of his career more than anything. 
So I'm not 100% sure. I'll take I, Stafford I over uh, Matt or, or uh, Flacco. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, that's an easy one. That, yeah, okay. Flacco. My, yeah, that's How many rings does Flacco have? Two? One. Ooh, Mark Bolger. One. He has one. No. I take Stafford. Um, yeah, Flacco had bl- one. Black Flacco quarterback for the one, Titans. Right? Black quarterback for the Titans that died. Oh, Vince Vince Young. Number nine, not Vince Young. Oh, 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 um, Played oh, with Eddie George. Steve McNair. Eric McNair. Steve McNair. There's oh. a good one. Yeah. McNair is cool. I, I like I might take McNair. Yeah. <laughs> what about Johnny Plummer? Menzel over Matt Staff? No, <laughs> I'll take Stafford over Plummer. <laughs> take Plummer. What would you do? Staff. Yeah. Matt Leiner, yeah. uh, USC or oh. Matt Staff? Uh, no, I, I go with, I'll go with Stafford. Stafford. Go with Stafford. Liner, Liner even at USC, at USC had like he had like elite talent everywhere around him. Like that was yeah. ridiculous. Andrew, that Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. I would take him. Andrew, Andrew Luck. Cold, if, man. So so Andrew Luck is like if he had an offensive line, and that's something that the Cardinals need to address. Because you do not want to be in a position where you have, because dude, I watched when I used to watch college football. Andrew Luck is the greatest college football player, not quarterback, football player I ever saw. The way he would throw the ball, the way that the, he would run an offense, it was different. It was different. Um, and then McCaffrey together was crazy. Like, yeah, oh. I mean, it, it, there was something different. He, the way he would get the ball out, his, the way he would turn his hips, it was so violent. It was just something different about him. And then when he got to NFL, he just Ooh. never – they never put an offensive line in front of him. Yeah. I got a list. Top oh, 10 here. quarterbacks to never win an NFL. Who would you rather have, Matt Stafford or these guys? Let's start with number 10. Jim Everett. I have no idea because that's before my time. Yeah. Uh, I saw Everett play with the Rams, right? He was with the Rams. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of these guys that were, like, injury prone. So I would take Stafford. Michael Vick. Vic Ooh. all day. Vic all day. I'll take Vic. I'll take Vic. I'll take Jeez. staff, dude. Vic couldn't throw the ball for shit. Are you kidding me? That accuracy was hot garbage. Yeah, but he could hot take it garbage. 40. Every once in a while, he would find That's, a guy. He won one playoff game, bro. He won one playoff game. I'll take staff the, all day long. In Green Bay. He won it in Green Bay. That, against Favre. That was yeah. one of the best performances I've ever seen. Uh, number eight, Steve McNair. Uh, number seven, Dan Fouts. I, I didn't see Fouts enough. No, is, I didn't uh, either. Donovan McNabb on this list? That's a good one. I'll take McNabb. Mc, I'll, I'll take McNabb. McNabb. I'll take yeah, McNabb. Good. You know, uh, I hoop next one. Him. I hoop with McNabb. No, you oh, did you? Life, yeah, Lifetime Fitness and Chandler. He would go. So he was there. He would randomly just go there and hoop. Um, Anquan Bolden was there too. This was when he was in his contract oh. year. And so yeah. we were playing them. And I was like, I was, I was like to Q, I was like, yo, man, like if we win, you got to resign. And he's like, yeah, man, like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, and then they obviously <laughs> they spanked us, but you know, cool story. Uh, I bet Bolden is good at basketball. He he's said good. he he always he always good. said he was the best basketball player in the league. He's good. I mean, uh, number six, Warren Moon. I'll take Warren Moon. Yeah, dude, that guy uh, is ridiculous. Number five, Philip Rivers. I'll take Stafford over Philip Rivers. Rivers had such an innate ability to throw the worst pick at the worst time every single yeah. year. Yeah, but like besides Antonio Gates, like who else did he have as a like a 
receiver. Yeah, Damian Tomlinson. He had LT. Oh, he, he did. Oh, yeah, he did have LT too. Yeah, Matt Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number four is before our time. Frank Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton. Uh, number three, Amit. Randall Cunningham. I take Cunningham, dude. He Sam's has two team. careers. He had a career with the Eagles, which was basically like the the he was like the first generation of running quarterback. Michael Vick. Yeah. Or, or anybody, Kyler, any of these guys. Like he was doing all this stuff before them. Then when he went to the Vikings, he became the deep he became like Steve Young. Like he was like Oh, well, he had Young. Randy Moss too. That definitely helps. I mean, yeah, but he got him the ball. Yeah, 15, they Carter. were 15 and 1, dude. Yeah. Gary freaking Anderson against the 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 Falcons, man. 15 yeah. and 1. I'll never forget that game. Who was the who was the dope running back for Atlanta that did like the dirty Robert bird? Smith. Jamal, Jamal Anderson. Oh, you, Jamal, Jamal Anderson. Yeah. Oh, that, that is sick. a dirty bird. Yeah. Uh yeah. Number two is Jim Jim Kelly. I'll take Stafford over him to be honest with you. And then Dan Ma- Dan Marino. Uh I don't know. That's uh, the list. Jim Kelly's a tough one because he was a tough son of a bitch. He was a tough motherfucker, man. He, he wasn't great, though. He just, How he was good just was tough as hell. Marino? <laughs> was he insane? I'll take, I'll, I'll take, I'll take so, Dan so Marino over Peyton Manning. My comparison for Dan Marino is if you watch Justin, Justin Herber or Abe or whatever, you watch yeah. him, hey, that's what Marino looked like. Like just the guy just, for like yeah, 15 just, seasons. Was he yeah. was he a power arm guy or was it just a flick? Everything, of the everything. It, it just flew. He everything. could go like this and it'll go 70 yards. The thing is, it was he incredible. Had to be in the pocket. He had to be in the pocket. That was a difference. Like he, he couldn't move around too much. He could get uh, out a little bit, but he wouldn't scramble. He just needed to create time. Andrew Luck. It's like Andrew Luck in the pocket for sure. And and the one yeah. Super Bowl he was in, it was against the Eagles, right? No, he. Miami lost to. Hey Siri, who did the Dolphins lose to in the Super Bowl? Because they lost on that kick, right? No, they got blown out. Come on, Siri, you suck. That was a problem. <laughs> that was a problem with Marino. Is that? Oh no, they like lost John to the LA. Niners, thir- thirty-eight to sixteen in nineteen. Oh, Niners. Okay, Niners. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Anyways, that's the NFL talk. That was fun. Ahmed, I know you probably got to get out of here soon. You're going to get in trouble. I don't want you to get in trouble at home. That'd be awful. Yeah. So, But we need to get into two more things real quick. First off, what the hell is Anthony Davis doing on the top 75 list in the NBA? <laughs> Recency bias. Uh, potential. I mean, like... Can you, can, you, can you phrase it like you did before the podcast to me of all he's ever done so far? Yeah. All he's ever done is have a run in the bubble. That's it. He had one thing that he did, and and that that's with a five month bias. break in the middle. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he had Drew Holiday. He had Demarcus Cousins, All NBA. He had playoff Rondo. He's had players around him everywhere he's been, even with the Lakers, and he just can't seem to to be the guy. And we know that he wants to play the four. He's not a five. He needs to play the five them to win he's not healthy and i feel bad because the last injury wasn't even anything where he was trying that, to that's a good one bees that's a really good one i agree yeah cannon sucked that's, especially in the that's Super a Bowl. that's a good that's a good comp though yeah um but yeah i mean he just he's a guy with all this potential and you see it from time to time but you don't see it 
in the consistency in the games that matter where he can just put a team on his back. I remember when I watched him in college when uh, Kentucky oh, won the championship. Right. Dude, that and Kentucky team was insane. Yeah. But he but he put the team on his back. Like he he was the captain. He was yeah. the leader. But the difference was like the level of talent wasn't the same, right? Like we're talking about like Kentucky the- with like seven, you know, uh uh mcdonald's players versus like whoever they played maybe had like three so yeah. it's just it was different right i mean he's just not that player he's not that guy and i think i think over time history will tell us that like we'll be like yeah whatever happened to that guy like he, he had so much potential it should have been yeah. Dwight. dude i was telling ahmed this i will take ben wallace and rasheed wallace over anthony davis are they not on the week. list no i'll no, also take wise. seven I'll take seven years of Yao Ming over Anthony Davis. Dude, that Pistons run with, with uh, Chauncey and uh, uh, Ben. Oh, God. Ben Wallace mm-hmm. is a dog, man. He I, deserves I to be on that list. But Dwight Howard over 80. I mean, we could, time. we could go on a list. We could probably make another list of great big men, you know, that weren't on that list. Like, I just don't understand what Anthony Davis is doing on that list. That was... That's a slap in the face to Dwight Howard, yo. Yeah. And people that want to try and act like Dwight Howard didn't give that business every night when it came to rebounds and blocks, much like Ben Wallace, except more athletic, are joking to themselves. People are blinded by... Oh, go ahead. Magic went to the finals two years in a row, right? Or one year? I I think just one. I mean, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals a few times. It was him and a bunch of shooters. Like he yeah. was the focal point of the entire offense. They just put shooters around him. It wasn't like they ran a bunch of pick and roll. It was like give the ball to him in a post and everybody spread out. Yeah. And that was that was their whole offense. And and, people, and Rashard uh, Lewis was so dope too. Yeah, yeah. Was. Rashad Lewis. Oh Turkaloo um, was insane. Turkaloo was Dario Saric on steroids. Yeah. And uh Nelson. Uh uh, uh Jameer, Jameer Nelson, Nelson got hurt. Jameer Nelson. And they had Rafer Alston skip to my Lou come in for that whole playoff run, and they looked like they were gonna kill it. Jameer Nelson gets healthy to start finals the game one, and that's when it blew up for them, in my opinion. Where people are blinded by the Dwight thing is they, they think of uh his time in LA, uh the first go around with Kobe, sure, and then, sure. then the Houston run. And anybody could tell you Dwight did not fit on that team, he had no business being on that team. Uh considering where they were at, it was just an LA name to just add. You know, we had Dwight Howard at one point, whatever. And Kobe, he was getting hurt just about just as much as Anthony Davis, honestly, at that time. Then that then that Houston run, Harden never gave him the ball. So <laughs> and then uh, yep. then he had to get that back surgery. And he, then that he went to out. Atlanta yeah. where nothing happened. Then he went to Charlotte yeah. where nothing then happened. The Wizards. And then, then the Wizards the and then he had a rejuvenated career as a back up to the lakers and in the bubble run in the bubble run he did good in the bubble so but yeah, i mean if you if you take the 10 years of the first 10 years of dwight howard's career versus 10 first 10 years of anthony davis dwight it's dwight i mean yeah. it's not even like he got he got to a finals by himself right pretty much he won the slam dunk contest i think he won defensive player of the year multiple times um yeah. rebound champion he was the most dominant big man for a span yeah dude Shaq yeah. gave him the rain like oh you're the next like yeah like god you know <laughs> yeah but just yeah. tim duncan just couldn't score on him when they played against each other yeah yeah i mean yeah. like it's he's kind of in that weird period in the nba where things kind of shifted to like 
all perimeter play and like the yeah. inside play kind of vanished because yeah. like the last team really was uh that Lakers team with Pau Gasol and Bynum and Odom where they played big inside and then shifted after that to being like just perimeter and it just kind of like he became obsolete right and like a lot of these guys are becoming obsolete now that don't have three-point shots or, or at least some sort of like way to play on the perimeter yeah know? that's why Jokic is just like put on a pedestal all the way up here because he's a big guy that can pass and manipulate defenses and like shoot from the outside i'm that's where we're grabbing uh, uh, gravitating towards look at that av is his avi is that Co- that's lebron right no, that's is that avi. lebron or kobe that's lennon avi. if you wouldn't mind tell us i can't tell it's too small in there it's 20 my so. my son it's hates kobe. joker my son hates joker for what he did Why? in the campaign because the campaign uh, the playoffs sure he's like, i get it he was like <laughs> like we we're watching the all-star game in the first half he's like how can he be on the t- team shouldn't he not be able to play because he hurt he hurt campaign. I'm like, dude, you're right, son. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this is a perfect leeway. Um, I thought Lennon was gonna hit it on the on the mark with this, like perfect timing. But we need to have a discussion of who the goat is. Me and Amit <coughs> will die on this hill with with thousands of other hundreds of thousands of millions of other people. We will always say it's gonna be Michael Jordan. JJ down below is here says it's LeBron James. After going back and thinking about it, I am more than happy to give LeBron James the passing goat of all time. Like, you know what? That He can be the better passer. That's fine. When it came to everything else, LeBron don't stack up to MJ. Other than measurables, probably bigger hands, bigger shoes, 6'8", a little bit bigger. After that, JJ, what does LeBron James do better than Michael Jordan? Like, this is going to be a long rant if everybody's ready. I, I, I got this rejection button ready to go, bro. Rejected! Let's go. <laughs> so I, I, I'll i start from just how this conversation is talked about. Yeah, we're talking about a shooting guard and a forward. You know, this is kind of hard to kind of compare the two, two different styles of games. So... We'll put that there. Amit, you brought up Magic and LeBron. I actually love that that argument a lot more. So I, I'm more attentive to that uh, narrative conversation. We're not talking about that. Nope, nope, nope. Let's go down that road. But <laughs> with with guys your age or it, like anybody that uh, w- was you know born in uh, you know that uh, early seventies, eighties, nineties, like. Us old it, it, it like it's this argument when you talk about rap music where like the un, mm. like just the go is Tupac and Biggie that's it and it's like no KRS One had a lot more hits he was a lot better Biggie put out a lot more <laughs> a lot more uh, uh, good material uh, than Pac uh, than Pac's run yeah yeah I was cut short but uh, uh, Ice Cube had that's a better a, that's another uh, podcast a, yeah I was gonna say I'm like <laughs> yeah who's saying that I'm, I'm like okay I'm, that's maybe, another podcast I think uh, but, anybody's listening to rap for like 30 40 years is gonna say Jay-Z Eminem like those are the guys that are gonna come to yeah the top. Th- yeah that's another thing but you, like you talk to like you know sort of any old head in in anything you know they'll say this person uh un- unquestionable and it's like when you try challenging that it, it becomes like this whole dynamic of like, oh, the, the rules were different back then. Yeah. And like defense was different. 
needed a game seven. Jordan never needed a game seven in the finals. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it helps when you have an all-time great team around you. But anyway. We're an uh, all-time great team, though. Like, he had one team. The, the how many Hall of Famers think, does LeBron need? I know. How, how Like, go through Jordan's teams. Like, if they're not in the Hall of Fame, now they will be in the, ten, in the next 10 years. Ooh, it's it's ooh. It's it's, it's Rodman, Pippen, and, Pippen and, and Rodman, bro, and Kukoc. That's it. There's only three. It's Tony and BJ Armstrong had a lot of uh, a lot of good games He's too not a Hall with of them. Famer, dude. Uh, with, with that final stretch, like no, uh, no. the couple years he was on, no one's talking about him. Nobody's talking about him. No Nobody's talking about Steve Kerr. Nobody's talking about Luke Longley. No one's talking about Ron Harper. Let me get back. Let me get back to what right, I'm saying. Right, go, go, go. <laughs> I will talk about Horace Grant though and defend that man at all costs. I love me some Horace Grant. Not so with this, com- no. so with so with this conversation, you know, me being born in two thousand, my first, you know, my my two goats to me were Kobe and LeBron, and I always gravitated towards LeBron just because, like, he was just an all round a destruction from top to bottom, and like Jordan, like yeah, the, no question, top top three, you know, if you ask anybody, and it's just like, like I think with. Like LeBron haters, like <laughs> they really try shooting down everything about they do. what yeah. LeBron's done, like through, through his whole tenure. He wasn't blessed with an all time great coach, and he's never had an all time great coach. He was drafted in a shitty organization. And, and I do admit, Chicago was a bad organization leading up to Jordan, but they made the right moves to have the right people in charge and having a good front office and a hell of a scouting team to surround Jordan with the right pieces for that run. But LeBron never had that. He did more with less uh, before he got to uh, to the Miami. Uh, yeah, like I guess you could say he shrunk uh, in that Dallas series, but only Wade was good in that series for the Heat. There was no outside shooting. Bosh was hurt in two of those games, and then like that was kind of like 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 no one really played good uh, in that finals on the Heat side of things besides Z Wade in like two or three. Yeah, games but that's the thing though. Like that's okay. I, I don't want to. I, I hate. I'm not trying to interrupt you, but I just want to make a yeah. point here. The times when the game was on the line, Jordan put everybody on his back and said, "When Pippen had migraines, when this happened, whenever whatever happened, he put those guys on them on his back." That series against LeBron and, and against Dallas was a really damning series for his goat call because he did not have. He could not. He could not go into post. Like they were like, okay, you want to post up? Go ahead. Go ahead. We're not even going to double cover you. Like let's see what you can do. And he could not do anything. I remember I was sitting there watching with a bunch of people, Miami Heat fans, and they were just like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like this is not good. Sorry, to interrupt. And, and that, never that, but that never ever happened to Michael. But then that goes into the conversation of. Like the uh, LeBron did more with less, uh, you know. He 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 had that first finals run, and yeah, he got his ass clapped by that San Antonio Spurs team when they were in their prime. But uh, but he went through Orlando. He went through. Uh, uh, God, now now I'm spacing all the teams he Celtics? went through to get to the finals. Boston yeah, the when they were old, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's 2008, but <laughs> uh, but like. Uh, Jordan guys ass kicked for six, seven years before Pippen came. Pippen was a grace, grace of God for Jordan. And yeah, they were able to do their run. Uh, like where I'm just coming from is like all around better player and sustainability, less injury prone, more reliable, more 
Like, like I, I just don't like Jordan as a teammate. Like that, the that thing you're tweeting on uh, was a stupid poll on NBA TV of old heads sitting at home and just like just voting for Jordan for everything. Anytime Dude, they do here, that, poll. here's the thing: <laughs> you you can call people old heads, right? The thing is, we watched both players. And we watched it. the entire career of Michael Jordan. We watched the entire career of LeBron James. It's not a nostalgia thing. It's very clear to us. The eye test tells us who the greatest player was. That's all it is. And, and that's why older people will tell you that. Because people even older than us go back and look at Bill Russell, and they'll say Bill Russell should be in the top three. Kareem should be in the top three. Like, we didn't see that in their prime, so we're like, okay, that's fine. Uh, but, but going back to your point, like, no, nobody kicked Jordan's ass. His team got their ass kicked. He was dropping 63 on the Celtics Hall of Fame team. And Larry Bird said, I just saw God in sneakers. In his second year. Yes. We, and what he did for pop culture was rival to Muhammad Ali and Michael Jackson only. Period. Tiger Woods kind of got there, but he was not on Jordan's level. He just wasn't. Yeah. Then I haven't seen any team come out with the LeBron rules, like the Jordan rules. I haven't seen LeBron go through defenses that could hand check, that could push you down. You could put an elbow to their face and they fall flat on their back, get a broken neck, and it's just a foul. It's not flagrant or anything. It's completely different. No, that's not LeBron's fault. But LeBron's out there getting pushed a little bit and he's like, oh, foul, ref, come on. And he's talking trash to campaign like, oh, yeah, you popped off a little bit, but now you want to blah, blah, blah. Michael wouldn't have done that. And oh, that no, bullshit. MJ, no, 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 no. Michael Jordan is not going to sit on the bench and say that. He's going to be like, all right, you're going to do that. He's going to come back and drop 70 on your ass. He's not going to bitch and moan the whole time like LeBron does. He's going to come back. find a compilation on YouTube of Jordan saying one thing to the ref and then they change the call. It's like a like a six minute video of like at least 40 like like call changes. It shows to his greatness. No, he was put on a pedestal and out there, right? His fucking pony. You can put it out there. Put it out there so we can see it. I'll tell you one thing. Jordan never backed down from anybody. He took Reggie Miller and shoved his head into an an elevator. Like he punched and broke Steve Kerr, his own teammate's face. This that guy was stupid though. That I was that, stupid, that was. Sure. I, 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 we'll touch on that in a minute. But yeah, go ahead. No, Sorry. But, but the point where you're trying to say like, okay, well, he wasn't a good teammate. There's there. I'd rather have a teammate that's excelling me to be my best to win, versus doing the freaking Andre Drummond bullshit on the sideline. Like, come on, man. LeBron gets everybody involved. <laughs> like, that's if you involved? go to if you go to the finals, uh, like like all the uh, the final stats, uh, their six uh, their six championship runs. Look at everybody else's numbers compared to Jordan. Yeah, like on paper, like when you look at the stats, Jordan got nobody involved besides just Pippen. Rodman had that was a bunch design. of rebounds. Yeah, I know. I, like, yeah, like Jordan carried and stuff. But this Dude, is what I'm saying. Do you want to get? Do you want to get Bill Wellington, Wennington involved in the in Luke Longer? You want to get them involved? No, they, we're not talking about like guys like J.R. Smith that can drop forty, or or like a like a Kyle Korver that can shoot the lights out. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, he'd get curl the ball when he needs to get the ball. It wasn't about volume; it was about efficiency with those guys in the right spots. 
Jordan just had his usage level was different. It was totally different because LeBron, yes, he. So I was trying to make this point because my wife's from Chicago. We had this conversation last night. Jordan, if the if the game's on the line, there's Jordan is going to take the shot and win you the game most of the times. LeBron, he will take the chance to pass the ball to somebody else. Like who is it in the finals against the Warriors? Was it Corver? Was it Corver? Danny Green. Yeah. Like he'll do stuff like that. And it's like, okay, it's the correct play, but actually the correct play is you just taking a shot because you're just yes. the best shooter. It's no what he said I, to a modern shot. I, like Jordan, Jordan, I, Jordan, Michael, who's taking the last shot? What me? It's a stupid I, question. I understand. I, I, I understand that argument and I agree to it uh, to a certain extent, but this is the, like, like with the whole LeBron hating thing, people put Kobe like in that slot above LeBron for that same aspect. Yeah, he'll take the shot, but a lot of Kobe's like game winners were was a bunch of bullshit on like like four people. Like, yeah, he hit like three or four like well, what, yes. like, when he needed it. I but, mean, look, dude, the thing about Kobe that's, that's is a really good Kobe was a clone of Jordan. So to ever say that he was better than Jordan, it's hard to say when like you're a replication of the guy that you wanted to be that you were better than. You have to do something different that he couldn't do, right? Um, so, but the thing about Kobe, and this is something I always respect, is that that guy did not give a shit. He would always take the shot. No three guys on him, whatever, fade away in the corner, and yeah, he wouldn't make them all, but he was pretty spectacular at doing that. And uh, uh, to that comment you just put up, like if you put a player like LeBron and his physicality and his stature and his wheelhouse of things he can do, he he would do this same exact thing. I don't know. I I have a hard time saying that just because I haven't seen LeBron do that. That's all. Yeah. And just and because we, we haven't seen it in, in, in a physicality type of NBA, which we all want. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this, like LeBron's career – is probably the greatest career of any player to go to three different teams, win a championship in each place to reinvent himself from being a small forward to a point guard with the Lakers, like all the stuff that he's done. Um, even tonight, right? Like he hit the game winning shot. Like that was, I thought that was badass. Like he hit that game. I thought that shot. was cool for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's just like he played, he's played like seven or eight more years than Jordan ever played. And Jordan still averages, his averages are higher than LeBron in points, percentage, playoff, uh, finals points. Jordan's against the Suns, he averaged over, he averaged, I think, like 41 points against the Suns in the finals. Like, I don't think we're going to see that again. Like, maybe we will. Uh, you know, who knows? But like, the fact that he did that over six games against the Suns, against, and you could say, you know, the Suns weren't the greatest defensive team, but they did put in some installations where they would double triple team Jordan to get the ball out of his hand. And he would still shoot out of the double and triple team. Like, I mean, it's, it's just, look, man, I, it's not a nostalgic thing for me. I just, it is nostalgic because I, I loved to watch Michael Jordan play because there was only one guy that did that now. Like, you know, it's, it's cool now. Like, okay, we can always talk about Iverson. We can talk about T-Mac. We can talk about Vince Carter. There's all these other great players that we love to watch. But there was only one guy that did it at his level, in my opinion. And I think a lot of other people's opinions. And it's just because we got to see all these guys play. Yeah. And Michael has an NCAA championship ring, by the way. Just want to 
toss that in there in, in college. Um, Michael, as they said earlier, never had a game seven, never backed down. He has two consecutive, two different three-peats. LeBron don't have a three-peat. He doesn't have one three-peat. He doesn't have two three-peats. He doesn't have three three-peats. <laughs> not four, not five. LeBron does have the best career stats-wise, but he also he also went and left three different teams to go play with more stars and rally more stars and ruined the game just a little bit more, in my opinion. And then when he left those franchises, those franchises were in like, they were in trouble for a while. It took the heat time to get Rant back up. Obviously, you lose the best player. That's going to happen. He didn't start that, though. He didn't start that. Matter. Whatever. I mean, it, 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 he can start, start it, end it. I don't, I don't care who it is. Jordan never went somewhere to play with other all-stars. He wanted to win it for himself. That was the era. I get it. It's more of like a brotherhood now, and there's all these things coming out about, you know, rights to work, and, you know, they're all bonding together. Like, I totally get that. But Jordan never went to go play with all-stars. He never recruited all-stars. He never did any of that, man. He wanted to win it with who who they had. And you can talk about having good management and whatnot, but that management after winning three or two straight going into this last dance season, Jerry Krause wanted to push them all out and rebuild. So there was all that turmoil as well, too. The whole time while Michael was there, the whole time, fought through it. LeBron didn't do that. LeBron wanted to get out. And then he wanted to get out again. Then he wanted to get out again. Oh, now he wants to get out again now. And he's pushing all these players out, acting like the GM. So in some cases, I think LeBron has hurt his career or has hurt the game. Not like as a whole, but he's definitely hurt the franchises that he's been a part of. Let's give him his flowers, though. Off the court. Off the court. With the schools. It, doesn't like, doesn't even compare to Jordan. Eastland is pretty amazing. Yeah. He runs doesn't even match around Jordan off the court. Yeah. All around Jordan, all around. But the best Space Jam movie is the first one. There, that's the, the deciding shit. factor. <laughs> I never the first liked Space that movie. Jam movie. I, I mean, did you like the second one though? Because that was terrible. I haven't seen it to be honest. I with I, I just I, don't I, I like it because LeBron's my favorite player. But like you. I mean, it's just another Space Jam movie. I mean, it's like it's not gonna yeah. win any awards. But he, or but he didn't. No one else made a Space Jam movie. We didn't see like Barkley make a Space Jam movie or Kobe make a Space Jam movie. What movie was OJ in? I always forget. Uh, Naked Gun. Naked Gun. Yeah, Naked Gun. Yeah. <laughs> when he came in the door with that big ass fro like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, right, guys, I gotta run. My son is like sitting right here. I gotta put him to sleep. So I'm gonna take off. Uh, oh yeah. Later, man. Sure. See you. Right, thanks for coming. but there was no transcendent superstar like there was michael jordan and that can't that can't be that's not even debatable lebron is not on that level i will give you this i will give you this and and i do mean this in the most respectful way i think i think like during the bill russell time and the kareem time within that like the nba and the aba were just finding their footing uh, through that time, get the viewership, get the teams in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jordan was the like the most pivotal 
thing to happen in just American sports in general or just worldwide sports because he's one of the most recognized athletes around the world next to Mike Tyson, next to Muhammad Ali, uh, even Tiger Woods. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like uh, Michael Jordan started that trend of the the swaggerness and the, uh, the popularity of just around just athletes as a whole and then just the game of basketball. I He's definitely like – he's standing on a pedestal of his own or like on his own podium. Like, like Jordan's like, like I wish Jordan played those two years and this, uh, like this conversation could be different <laughs> because it's that, it's that two year gap that, you know, kills me. And then his like, there I'm not going to kill two moments. separate, two separate gaps. It was in the nineties and then it was after the bulls. And then he went to the wizards. Oh no! Yeah, I think, I'm not gonna oh, kill him over the Wizards thing. There you go. Uh, no, you're yeah, good. like yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. I, like, I'm not gonna kill him over the Wizards thing. I think Michael Jordan is the best thing to happen in uh, like pro sports, uh, just period. Just uh, everything that happened and how the game evolved around him. Yeah, there's the Larry Birds and the Magic Johnsons and the Patrick Ewings and all those guys, but Jordan stood on his own, and he, I think, he was the first best pivotal player to come out at, at any period uh, like uh before then going in like you you just kind of point out anybody else in the league at that time that was on the same level uh, as jordan or even a few notches even scratching the surface of jordan you know magic he had his his wheelhouse of uh, of things he was one uh one of the best point guards ever probably the best point guard ever and that that came you know a little later and stuff but where I'm kind of going into this argument is that, you know, like I, like, I think a lot of Jordan lovers are just like not stuck on the nostalgia. It's just like nothing had changed their mind. And like, um, and it, like, I, I think Skip Bayless has a lot to do with that. Just ruining LeBron's reputation and stuff <laughs> like not like changing LeBron's my mind. No, that, no, that that's a, I'm going to, that's a bad take. Hell no. Yeah, you don't think Skip Bayless had to do with? Like, I think more people are finding out that Skip Bayless is a fraud than NBA fans are finding out that Jazz are the fraud are frauds. Like <laughs> Skip Bayless, everybody knows Skip Bayless and ESPN is trash, and that's been known for a while. Look, look, look! Everything that you're saying is true. It's it's not nostalgia though. It's not nostalgia. It's it's just passing the eye test. Clear and simple. I mean, Jordan would toy with people. Like absolutely toy with them, and LeBron James hasn't doesn't quite do that. He would just Michael would just play with them, man. It would just toy with them like they were nothing, and that that's what made his greatness so incredible. Also, um, oh shit, the last point I wanted to make when Michael came into the league, he was dealing with the up and coming bad boy Pistons, the best franchise ever, and the whole dynasty run of the Celtics and Larry Bird. The two best teams widely considered before MJ got there was the Showtime Lakers, who some people will still say it's the best team ever, and the greatness of Larry Bird and the Celtics, who some people will still say. Since then, we've gotten the Warriors, and then we got the the Bulls, right? So those are arguably the four best teams to ever play the game, right? He had to come through all of that. Legend, He beat legendary teams legendary teams the only legendary team that lebron beat is arguably the spurs team with duncan in them 
And I don't know if that's legendary. You can say the Celtics. I don't know if that's legendary. No. uh, Out of the top four teams to ever play in the league, Michael beat two of them, and he was on the third one. Uh, LeBron beat a 73-9 and team, considered one of the best teams ever, ever assembled. Okay, so one. Okay, then – that uh, the, uh, that San Antonio thing, uh, yeah, the, the age kind of played a part in that, but they were still Argu- a wrecking ball arguably, yeah. in the West. And I mean, uh, th- that's too. Um, like LeBron only has four rings, so <laughs> I would take but, some of those New York Knicks teams. I would take Penny and Shaq when when they beat them over that Spurs team, bro. Nah, I disagree with that. I'll take Penny and Shaq in that team over the Spurs team. I'll take the bad boy Pistons over the Spurs team every day of the fucking week. Which every day of the week. That 2013 one? No, 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 no. MJ had to beat the Pistons. And he did. He beat the bad boy Pistons coming off of two championships. Pistons beat him too. Pistons beat him too, but he beat them. (laughs) But like... Uh, I I agree with all your points. I do, you know, like I just I, I just think we shouldn't crucify players because of uh, things out of their hands. You know, yeah, we don't have those all time great teams. That Warriors team was ridiculous. That Spurs run was uh, ridiculous. Uh, but we just don't have that talent anymore. And probably twenty years from now, we can probably pick out all these players like, oh, like man, like he was cool and that was cool. It's just just how like you kind of are with, you know, like uh the Ewings and uh, uh Shaq in Orlando and Penny Hardaway. Like we'll we'll be having the same conversation, you know, like twenty years we from will. now. But like like when it comes to playing with all stars or going against all stars, it's so stupid because so many people get inducted into the all star thing. It's like <laughs> like like you mean the Hall of Fame? A, yeah, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like yeah, getting into the Hall of Fame and just uh, playing with all stars. You know, they're they're handed out in the eighties. They're handed out in the nineties, and they get handed out kind of crazy. Like Wiggins is an all star this year. So, <laughs> but like I agree with everything that you and Ahmed said. I do. I I don't hate Jordan. I just think what what I want to put out there to like uh, like Jordan lovers is that like it's a lot closer than. A, a lot a, a lot of y'all make it out to be I, like you you might see this huge gap but i'm just saying like like if you're gonna have that huge gap like why are you putting lebron at two you know like <laughs> or like lebron at three you know like lebron has the best career arguably ever um never injured yeah he, he's been hurt this season but you know father time is catching up but it's just LeBron is just literally once in a lifetime sort of player that you see. And Jordan was that guy too. You know, like we're probably going to see another magic eventually. Like we'll probably see uh, maybe a Shaq in a couple of years because of how this game is gravitating towards. And that's probably going to be Giannis. So I don't think there's going to be another LeBron. I don't think there's going to be another MJ. So I I think those two are the, without a doubt, two best players ever. Yeah. But, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to argue that uh, Michael's one or LeBron's one. In my personal opinion, I think LeBron's one. I'm not really going to argue with someone that thinks MJ is one just because, you know, they, that's probably coming from they've seen them on, you know, regular Tuesday nights 
on the regular season and he just goes off for 54 and just like he like he just controlled the game and stuff the the lebron i've seen was you know when he won his first finals um when he took uh that Cavs team to uh uh to the finals to uh, play against the oh, spurs team 2008 yeah 2008 and and like I've just seen so many good things from LeBron, and like I didn't see the early Kobe because you know like Kobe had his run in the early two thousands, and then he won in twenty ten. So uh, th- those were really like my uh, only uh, glimpses of Kobe, really. But LeBron has just always been there for me. LeBron just comes from a, a nostalgic sort of thing for me. I can honestly say that. Well, there it is. And I wanted to get into some Arizona State stuff. Basically, Arizona State football is trash and they need to fire everybody <laughs> in that organization and start fresh. Bobby Hurley squad. I'm excited for UCLA tomorrow. They're starting to make a little bit of a run. And they're actually looking like the team they should have. It's amazing what happens when you can play a full, yeah, full slew of Oregon games. State, right? Yeah, they just beat Oregon yeah. State. I mean, there was a there was a time there where they were they couldn't get healthy at all to begin the season. And then they went three straight weeks and played one game with COVID and mono and all these weird things. They're finally healthy. They're all together uh, except for Bagley. And hopefully he can come back. I don't know if he ever actually will at this point. But it's just amazing what happens when you have continuity, right? So all the props to him. I think he is safely off of the hot seat. Bobby Hurley, that is. He's done an amazing job. The fact that the the fact that you can be seven and fifteen and your team hasn't given up says a lot about you. That says yeah. a lot about about a coach. Imagine Cliff Kingsbury getting the same fight out of his team when they were ten and two, right? So uh, I'm, props I'm to Bobby, on the Pelicans Bobby coach. I'm blanking on the Willie Pelicans Green coach. Yeah, Willie Green. Yeah, like. That yeah, that team plays hard every night. They were like three and twenty-three at some point or yeah. something ridiculous, and now they're like three games out of the play-in. Yeah. Like any if you fight hard and you're not a good team and you have like single digit wins and you're still playing hard, that is a sign of a damn good coach. So props to Bobby Hurley. ASU baseball got started off uh, a little rough yesterday, but the bats came out and they won 17 to 8 today. They are two and one. Former Arizona Diamondback Willie Bloomquist is at the helm. And I will say this. I know you don't follow ASU baseball, JJ. But in baseball, it's a very that's that's an older crowd type of game, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you need to mind your P's and Q's and don't be throwing your bat. And there's all these things you, you can't do, right? The unwritten rules of baseball, they say. Well, this yeah. team is coming out when they do a home run, they're taking off their hat and they're just, yeah, they're getting into it and everything. And when they when they came back last night and they were able to tie the game up, you saw that that passion, the energy they had. They have an I don't give an F attitude. I enjoy what I'm seeing out of Willie Bloomquist and company. So ASU athletics as a whole, you need to get the rid of Ray Anderson. I'm tired of him and everything that he has brought to this team. Same with Herm Edwards. You have done nothing but make this program worse. This program is in worse shape than it was after Todd Graham was here. So they need to go away. What's that? You want to talk about Jaden Daniels? Jaden Daniels leaving. Mr. I can't throw 300 yards. You know what? I think it's a good thing that he's leaving. Is he a talent? Yes, but that's what we've been saying. He's a talent for three years. He's a talent. He's a talent. He's a talent. I don't give a damn if he's a talent. I don't care. Bring in somebody that I can actually throw the ball downfield. I'm looking forward to Tyson Paul, the the four-star transfer from Alabama. Maybe he can do something, or Trenton Borgo. Maybe he's going to be able to do something. I don't know. But you know what? 
they had the support of that locker room. And did you see the Twitter video after Jaden Daniels left? The dude's going through his locker. So yeah. that, that dude suck anyways. We don't want him. They were going through his stuff. Man, first off, that totally shows a lack of control of discipline from her, her med words, which we already yeah. knew. Water's wet. But it also shows he did not have the support of his teammates. And there's all these rumors going around that it's a, it's a lot better now that Jaden Daniels' mom isn't around. So now his mom mom was chirping in. Oh, which, oh, oh was she annoying? apparently there's a lot of credit card charges that came out of her for all the illegal recruiting stuff for the plane tickets and everything. And she had a voice inside the program is what I've read. I've heard. And there's like, it's, it's so much better now that she's not there, even in the last few days. That's what people are saying, which again shows more institutional lack of control. Yeah. On her Medwards part. And Herman is still there now on the flip side, like going through all these things, who are you going to legitimately bring in, right, as a head coach? Who can you bring in at this point? You lost your recruits. Guys are transferring left and right. Your best talent is going to the NFL, obviously. Your offensive and defensive coordinators had to get fired. Don't say they resigned. They had to resign or else they were going to get fired. So you got fired. You had to leave. And there's all these recruiting violations. You don't even know what's going to happen. Are we going to lose five scholarships, all the scholarships? Like, we don't even know what's coming. Who's going to come in? So I get that. Why would you want to make a change? You got somebody here. Maybe he's trying to revive his image a little bit more. I don't know. But the fact is, it is in a worse position than it was when Todd Graham was here. And that is saying something especially with what came out with Todd Graham in Hawaii. So Arizona State, I love you, devil forever, but holy shit. My expectations were low, but holy shit. <laughs> Awful. So I'm really looking forward to Bobby Hurley and his recruiting class. we got a four-star stud that looks like he probably should be a five-star point guard coming in next year. Uh, we got a big man from Arizona that's going to come in. I know he's going to hit the transfer market. I'm looking forward to what it's what's going to come around. But you know what? Just beat UCLA tomorrow, and this would be the team to win the Pac-12 tournament. Two-hour pod, our longest yet, JJ. Episode 46. It was all about Chris Paul, man. What's going to happen with the Phoenix Suns? We will be back on Wednesday. He's on Fire Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Perfect. Getting a little wobbly. But it's Adrian Chazan!